The world of dental practice management software is vast, but Oryx shines through with its unique features, each tailored to elevate your practice and enhance patient satisfaction. Let's start with Oryx's unparalleled clinical module. Backed by the respected Koi Center, this feature places the latest dental research and best practices at your fingertips. It empowers your team to stay on the forefront of dental advancements and provide top-notch care that your patients deserve. I mean, it's a win-win. Moving on to Oryx's smart scheduling system, this is not your run-of-the-meal appointments book. It's a powerhouse of optimization. It flexibly manages appointments, filling gaps, and ensuring your team's time is efficiently utilized. This feature also accommodates last-minute reschedules and handles cancellations effortlessly, resulting in smoother workflows and happier patients. And last, but definitely not least, is Oryx's robust insurance management system. I mean, this feature turns the headache of insurance claim processing into a breeze. With greater accuracy and faster processing times, you'll see an uptick in accepted claims and quicker reimbursements. Imagine the positive impact this could have on your practice's financial stability and growth. And now these aren't just isolated features, they work in harmony within Oryx, creating a comprehensive management tool that streamlines operations, enhances patient care, and improves the financial health of your practice. And now for the best part, click the first link in the show notes below and schedule a free personalized demo. And if you're a startup, check out this limited time offer. Oryx will not charge you one single penny until you reached 200 active patients. So that means Oryx is 100% free until they know you're succeeding, until you reach 200 active patients. But first, go check them out. Click the first link in the show notes below to schedule your free demo and discover how Oryx's standout features can revolutionize your dental practice. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Dental Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Arias, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Danica Brennan. If you ever gone to like Las Vegas in those big hotels and they smell really nice, they have those mm-hmm. scents in the AC. We have the same. So I ordered that machine to hook in my AC. So it smells really good in there. The murals, the artwork, the whole goal is to not look, smell, or feel like a dental office. So we've got the heat massage in the chairs, the TVs, you know, right above your head with the Bluetooth mm-hmm. headphones. And then we're fully fee for service. I do a really good job, at least I think I do, of taking my time, explaining everything to patients, answering all their questions. And because we're fee-for-service, we have the time and the resources. And Danica has an amazing story from her military background to her full fee-for-service startup. Uh, She's originally from Montana, but she embarked on a transformative path that led her through dental school at University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and into the ranks of the Air Force, and eventually finding herself in the heart of Tampa. And Danica's passion for patient care ignited a mission to start her own practice and serve patients on her own terms. As the creative minds behind Flossology, Dr. Brennan and her mother designed the new build-out with their own customized plans 
and even a scented AC system that patients can't help but compliment, which I think is personally really, really awesome. So in this episode, Danica emphasizes the power of well-targeted marketing, urging practice owners to embrace demographic research and what will resonate with potential patients. And she also dives into the significance of creating a customer avatar, bridging a perfect alignment between practice, patients, and their stories. And we also get into influencer marketing, revealing the value of targeting accounts with modest followers, which can promote more genuine engagement than large influencers. And Danica also highlights the importance of transparency and open communication in managing patient expectations, telling them exactly what they owe from the moment they sit down. So much great information in this episode. So let's get into our conversation with Dr. Danica Brennan. Danica, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. If you don't mind me asking, where are you located? I'm in Tampa, Florida. Oh my gosh. Blue waters out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really Super nice. Blue. Been kind of hot actually. So it's been nice. What is hot out there? It's been like the 80s, oh, yeah, high yeah. 80s, real sunny. So yeah. Can't that is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for right now. What's what's it like in winter? I guess it depends what time of winter. I think the cold, it'll dip down to like the 30s. Very rarely. But average in the winter is like 50s and 60s, maybe in the 70s if it's sunny. So. Okay, interesting, interesting. Awesome, Danica. So if you can, tell us a little bit about your past, your present. How did you get to where you are today? So uh, yeah, I'm from Montana originally, and then um, I swam in college, kind of moved around a couple different colleges, ended up in Las Vegas where I went to dental school. And then I joined the Air Force. So I got the HPSP program scholarship. And so I did my one-year AEGD residency with them at Nellis in Las Vegas. And then moved out here with my husband to Tampa. And he was stationed here at McDill Air Force Base for about three and a half years. And then um, separated back in December of 2021. And then opened up my own office. Okay, so you are out of the Air Force in 2021. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. So rewind a little bit. When was the moment or the time where you decided, I want to do my own practice? Don't get me wrong. I loved being a dentist in the military. But um, when COVID kind of hit, it was not so great. It was just a lot of like show face. Like, hey, we're still part of the mission and Everybody has to show up and be around each other and keep in mind our flight, which is like the whole dental group was like a hundred and some people crammed in like one office. And so they just wanted us all there just in case people deployed, which only needs one dentist, not 12. And it was very like very unorganized and very not patient centered. And I am very like, have the patient have a good experience and make things make sense and organize. And they just we're not about that. And so I was like, you know, I initially thought I was going to buy an office because I had listened to another podcast that kind of got me like, wow, other if other people can own their own offices, I can do it too. And so I initially thought about buying an office and went through all the due diligence processes and then just decided it just wasn't what I wanted. And so I decided to do a startup. Where was it where you hit a lot of road bumps in the acquisition process? It really wasn't road bumps. It was more so I just didn't like the offices. 
if you've seen my office, it's very unlike any other office. And that's kind of what I had envisioned from the beginning. And I finally just realized I would have to put so much money and time and effort into changing everything, no matter what I bought. I might as well just do it from the beginning to the web. Gotcha. Got so what is your office like? Well, so it's called Flossology and we have so a couple like cool things about it. We're right on the water, which is like a little man-made lake. So all my operatories have this big, gorgeous window that looks out into the lake with like gators and turtles. My mom was my interior designer. So it's wow. very, uh, how would you say, I guess, mid-century, modern, unique. And then the really cool part, Tampa is really known for their like street artists. And so I hired a street artist and five of my walls. So one main wall in one of the hallways and then one wall in each operatory is just like this huge street art mural. Nothing to do with dentistry, except for one has like big teeth and my dogs and, and everything. So it's very different vibe, like very Instagrammy, very street arty, very different. Yeah. Where did the vision come from? So in the military, I ended up getting a lot of the patients who kind of had high anxiety, which I really enjoyed working on them. For some reason, I just am good with those patients and like helping them calm down and like kind of changing their ideas on how it is to go to the dentist. And I didn't want to have the sterile white wall, boring, plain environment. And so I kind of started off with like a med spa sort of idea with the uppity boutique. And then I just thought to myself, that just doesn't really sound super inviting to everybody. Like I want everyone to be able to feel invited to come to my office. And so the other thing about like the street art was I love it. And no matter how crappy of a day I'm having, like it sort of inspires me like seeing it around and it's just like a cool, different thing to have. That's how it sort of progressed into what it's been. Gotcha. How do you help these patients calm down? So we've got a couple things. So if you ever gone to like Las Vegas and those big hotels and they smell really nice, they have those mm-hmm. scents in the AC. We have the same. So I ordered that machine to hook in my AC. So it smells really good in there. The murals, the artwork, the whole goal is to not look, smell, or feel like a dental office. So we've got the heat massage in the chairs, the TVs, you know, right above your head with the Bluetooth mm-hmm. headphones. And then we're fully fee for service. So we, I do a really good job, Lisa. I think I do, of taking my time, explaining everything to patients, answering all their questions. And because we're fee for service, we have the time and the resources to be able to do that. And so we get a lot of people who travel pretty far to like come see our office. And we haven't had anybody upset yet. So they seem to like it. Real quick, what is the scent machine? Like, Where do we get that? What is that? It's called 360 Aroma. They have different levels, but I bought the like fancy one. It's a few hundred bucks a month to rent it. And then you get scents with it. And so it basically is this big machine that has this hose that hooks into your your AC system, like the actual, the handler, (laughs) and then like a hose and then a scent hooks into it and you get those scents sent to you. So you can change them out each month if you want or keep the same one. And it basically just diffuses through all your AC but it's called 360 Roma. That's one I use. There's a bunch of different ones, but that's a popular one. Yeah. And people, your patients are like, oh my gosh, it smells different. Did you say so? 
I have not had a single person walk into my office and not mention how good it smells in there. Not a single person. That's the first thing that comes out of their mouth is, wow, it smells so good in here. And you can turn it up or down. So like we have two air handlers, the front and the back. And so in the back, it's turned down a little bit. And in the front, it's turned up a little bit. Like you can do percentages. The one that I use is called Ocean Eyes and highly recommend everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That's something I never heard of really. You know what I mean? Until uh, you hear Rewind a little bit. You said sometimes when you have crappy days, you look at your murals, your walls. What are crappy days? Oh, so I'm pregnant right now. And just for example, I'm still in my first trimester and I'm, I feel so sick. So like, usually I love coming to the office, but some mornings I wake up and I just don't feel good. And so I get there and you used to have the patient sitting in the chair and I do a lot of cosmetic stuff, a lot of like non-invasive veneers and things like that, that I really like doing. And so it's a lot of like artistic-y type of dentistry, the biomimetic stuff as well, where it's all like custom partial coverage with the Theric machine and everything. So I get in and I kind of like just look at like what I built and the murals and the art and it just sort of, I don't know, I feel better when I'm at work. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like your place. You know what I mean? The place you yeah. created to make it feel exactly. like. Not, man, so you, your first trimester, is this your first? Yeah. And you've been open for two years? Five months. Five months. <gasps> five months. Oh my gosh. Five months. Yeah. And you're, how are you feeling? In terms of what? Just like, with everything, everything happening like right now. I mean, I can't complain. Like I was a little worried and thinking back on it, maybe a little bit ambitious to like start a startup fully fee-for-service office with zero patients because I was military beforehand. So like Mm -hmm. I had no patients, but we're doing great. So I I really can't complain. Marketing wise, we do a lot of different types of marketing and a lot of ground marketing. And I just am exhausted, but it's fun. I like it because it's mine. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. We'll dive into the marketing. But before that, did anybody try talking to you or talking you out of like, you want to do PPO a little bit, like at least take some on right now and then drop it. Did that happened. Everybody, every single person that I talked to told me to do that. And uh, with the type of dentistry that I do and the type of dentistry that I want to do in the office and the atmosphere that I want, it just wasn't something that I was willing to risk to not risk, but like, I just said, no, I've always been that way my whole life though. Ask my mom. Someone tells me not to do something and I'll go and do it anyway and succeed. So I just figured that's right. Yeah. So then fee for service from day one, no insurances. How, what are you doing to make it scale? I guess like, what are you doing internally also to make, tell yourself like everything's gonna be okay. Right. Kind of thing. But also externally, what are you doing? So I'm really particular about how every single thing in my office flows from, you know, the highest technology, the minimally invasive stuff is big. People really like that. They like the holistic functional type of approach to dentistry. And so that's really big here in Tampa in general. I did a really good demographic study. I'm in a really nice area in Tampa. So that helps as well. But again, we do like, you know, the scented warm towels afterwards to how our phone conversations go. We have a good script for if someone is a little bit wary about it. There's ways that I train my staff and myself on how to kind of convert those patients and explain to them and give them idea of why they should come and see us and 
instead of a PPO office. And then on top of that, like it's motivating that every single patient that is there in my office wants to be there and wants to be there for me. Also, my hygienist is amazing. And that helps. I will say that find an amazing hygienist. Like She is my clinical partner, you know, and just my patients love her too. But no one's there saying, I only want to do it if insurance does it. Everyone is very open and just appreciates our work. And that is a really nice environment to work in. So that's been really motivating for myself is I enjoy going to work and I enjoy all my patients. And I know that they appreciate me. We kind of weed those other ones out over the phone. Let me ask you about that, the phone part, um, (laughs) real quick. What's the script that you use to convert these patients? So your typical phone conversation is, hi, do you accept my insurance? And we say, yes, we accept all insurances. We just work a little bit different with them. You pay our full fee up front, and then we file that claim for you. And then within a few weeks, you receive a reimbursement check from your insurance company. And based on how they respond to that, a lot of the times it's, oh, okay, great. No big deal schedule. Sometimes it's, oh, that's kind of weird or, oh, why? So then we sort of move into like, I kind of feel it out. So I have a couple different ways I can go, but some of the main ones are either asking them, hey, do you mind if I ask why you're looking for a new dentist? Because that just brings up the, not even had a single person be like, no, screw you. They're always like, yes, let me tell you why I hate my other dentist. And um, so that's like a time for us to shine. And it's usually not listened to, too rough, aggressive treatment plans, things like that. So that's when I can be like, hey, let me tell you why my office is different and why you're going to love it here. Uh, Another reason, another thing that I say is, hey, I know that this is a little bit non-traditional the way we work with insurances, but that's on purpose. We are a non-traditional office and we shine because we're non-traditional. And so then that kind of gets them asking questions. Well, like, why are you so, but I found like the biggest thing is finding out what they're looking for by just the minute they start hesitating. I'm like, Hey, can I ask like, what are you looking for in a new dentist or with a new dental office? And you get that conversation started and I can usually convert them. And at the end I say, Hey, we usually tell our patients, just come try us out. And if you love us, great. And if not, no sweat, you know, just come see how it works. And we've kept every patient so far. So it's very mm-hmm. few that I can't personally convert over the phone that way. Nice. Okay. So when you say try us out, just try us out. Is that like a free consultation or no, you're still going to have to pay, but. No, yeah. I mean, we make them pay. We do offer to make it easier for their first appointment. We always tell them this, like, hey, when was the last time you saw a dentist? So we require either a Pano or an FMX. Personally, I prefer Pano. It's just my preference. But a Pano or FMX within five years and then bite wings within a year. And so if they've had those at another dental office, we will call on their behalf and request it. Part of our new patient forms is a waiver for them to have that. So we just have that on our system already. And we request those x-rays. So it's one less thing that they have to pay for up front to begin with, just to make it easier for them to come in and see us. So it's not like $500 for a new patient exam and cleaning, you know. We also do offer cleaning same day as their new patient exam if they want it. Because I find a lot of patients, that's like one of their main concerns is, well, I really just wanted to switch because I'm due for a cleaning. And so we sort of have, hey, how long has it been? If it's been, you know, less than three years, we will usually offer that same day cleaning for them. Gotcha. Okay. Danica, are you the one in the front answering phones or? I do a lot of the times. Yeah. I mean, my staff or my hygienist, I will let her as well. 
my assistants have been on and off with like one moved and then mm. I'm in the process of firing one and then hiring two new. So I've sort of been up there doing a lot of that phone conversation just because it's so new and I know I can convert patients. So I would rather be the one to take calls. Yeah. Also really good for you to make those like scripts, right? SOP systems, right? Already ahead of time. You're like, I know how they're going to react. And yes. you know what I mean? So I'm learning too what works and what doesn't. So I can train new staff. Yeah. You said you're in the process of firing someone. Talk to me about that. I started off with two assistants and a hygienist. My one assistant uh, ended up leaving because he was moving. So I loved having him. He was great. And the girl that I had to start off with had some like family issues. So I don't know what happened, whatever. But so Mm -hmm. I hired a new girl back in January and she's really young and she seems super motivated. And I personally like training and I like teaching and all this stuff, but she's been a little bit more than I can handle emotionally. We listen to conversations that are recorded. And if there's issues with them, I try to train and teach. Or if there's been issues with a patient, I try to go over things. So that way it's not just left resolved. And she cries every time I try to talk to her. And I try to do it really, really nice way. But I think it's just like an emotional maturity kind of thing. And I just, I'm to the point where like, I just can't like keep doing that, you know? So I found, I was going to just replace the one and I found two amazing girls. And so I, I think I'm just going to. Yeah. And the first time that happened, were you like, oh no, 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 everything's fine. And then, and then now like, it's like, oh, it's happening again. You're crying. Yeah. The first time I was like, she literally threw up. Uh, I was like, how do you know? Because I heard her in the bathroom. Like we were practicing phone conversations together as a team. Yeah. And we would like, somebody would go outside and call in and one person would answer the phone and then we would listen to it and go over it together. And yeah, she like one criticism. She's very young and like really wants to be good. And like, I know she's going to be such a great assistant. It's just taking that time to like build up to it and get the confidence. Yeah. Poor her. Yeah. There's something there, something there she needs to figure out. But anyway, so that's the process of firing right now. I know, Ron, a little bit, you said you did a demographic study before you even opened up. What'd you do? I used Dentographics. So I paid probably, I think it's like 700 bucks or mm-hmm. thousand, somewhere around there. Well worth it. Loved it. That's how I decided which areas to like drive around and look for places to rent the building. And this was the first spot where you're like, I love it. This is the first one I'm going to be here or this was not the first one. No, I had found another place and started negotiating a lease and the tenants ended up not wanting to move out. So that ended up not working out. So then in a scramble, I sort of, oh, I can't even, I skipped work and I was still military. So I skipped, I'd be like, hey, I'm sick. And I'd go and I'd drive all day and like look around. And uh, I finally found this place. So they, the people just happened to be like leaving and there was a sign and I was like the first one to like, figure out because it's a really good spot and it was a really good deal. And I locked that down real quick. So Nice. So you were, you were already over your other job, right? Like your other associateship at the. I mean, I was active duty military, just a dentist on base. So yeah, I think I was doing administrative work at the time. So it wasn't like I was calling, I wasn't seeing patients. At the yeah. time. I was just doing like front desk stuff. So interesting. Yeah. No, no, no. I get you. Okay. So then fast forward to now marketing is way different for fee for service, right? Then, well, actually, technically, like PPO or any insurance is a marketing expense, right? If you think about it, because 
here. Yeah. They're, they're coming to you. So what are you doing for marketing? We, I mean, I throw a bunch of things out there. I'm still in the process of like figuring out what consistently works. One of the big things that I do that really works is I'm part of a lot of Facebook groups, like meetup groups. One's called like Working Women of Tampa Bay. So it's a lot of women who like own their own businesses. And I go to their monthly, weekly meetings and I meet these women and I make connections and I get a lot of people from that. They come in, they love it. They post about it. They tell other people about it. So a lot of referrals that way. We do, I think I heard actually on on your podcast from somebody else about influencer marketing. And so I started doing that as well, where you bring in the influencers. My office is perfect for it. And that was part of the design as well was to be able to bring in like a younger population too. So we do influencer marketing, give away a free teeth cleaning or teeth whitening or whatever in exchange for like a reel and stories. And they help promote certain promotions at our office. I do a lot of social media. So I do all my own social media myself, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, things like that. I've actually worked really well too, like boosting those posts, doing ads on Facebook. And then I did have a marketing person for a while and I was spending like four grand a month on like Google and FEO. And I finally just quit that because I wasn't getting anything, not a single thing. So we asked everybody on the forums where they found us and every single one was either social media or verbal referral. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. The person who was doing your marketing, how long did you stick it out with them? Like four, five months. Oh man. So five yeah, to four. It was yeah. recently that I just decided not to continue. Yeah. To let that person go. That's been, that was a lot of, that was like almost 20,000 right there. If it was 4,000 a month, right? Like, what was their, can you give us like, what was their reasoning? So they also did my website, which uh-huh. technically I did my website also against like, so if you look <laughs> at my website, it's also very non-traditional and that was on purpose too. And they fought and fought with me because I sent them design. Like my mom and I built a website and sent it to them and then they built it based off that on their own platform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just like, Hey, this is what I want to see in my ads. These are the things I want to push out. And they would say no. And then I said, okay, well, show me what you're putting out. And then they couldn't show me. And then when they did, I was like, that's not correct. I would have to constantly be like, I don't do Zoom whitening. There's no light. I do poor. There's no light. Please don't say in my ads that there's going to be light. Mm-hmm. And this. So it was just constantly like, they're great. They're such a wonderful company for like somebody who just isn't picky about things. And it's like, just somebody do it for me. I don't want anything to do with it. But for somebody who's really particular, yeah, it's a great fit. So. I mean, even if they got that information wrong in the ad, I mean, somebody's going to come in and be like, where's the light kind of thing? You know what I mean? Right. The, right. So I had somebody call and be like, hey, who's the other dentist? And I was like, there's no other dentist. They're like, oh, off this ad, it says that there's multiple dentists and you would get to pick who you saw. And I was like, what ad are you talking about? So yeah. just little things like that. Uh, kind of sounds cookie cutter then, right? Like they would just yeah. copy paste. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was time to drop them like a while yeah. ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So when it comes to the influencer marketing or the Facebook groups as well, the ones that you're a part of, do you offer anything like a specific incentive or anything like that? Or The Facebook, like the meetups and stuff? No, mm-hmm. not really. I get plenty of people who are looking for a dentist anyways. A lot of these people in these groups have just moved here and they're looking for other networking opportunities. So a lot of them need a new dentist and a lot of them really, really appreciate the like functional type of 
like I said, non-invasive cosmetic type of office, like just a different feel, especially here in Florida, because there's a lot of older dentists here. So I don't really have to offer anything for those ones. And then the influencers, I do, like I said, the free teeth whitening or free teeth cleaning in exchange. So that's the only thing I really offer. A lot of them end up actually becoming patients of mine though afterwards mm-hmm. and pay for treatment. Yeah. You just message them on Instagram or, hey, come on in. Like that? Yeah. We have like a script written up. I have found that you sort of do have to be pretty detail oriented on it because like there was one influencer we brought in and our whitening isn't cheap, you know, and we usually do it on a day off or like they can film and video. And this girl like did like one story and it was the crappiest story. Didn't even put in our name on it. And then when I messaged her, she was like, Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's reserved for paid collaborations. And I was like, shut the, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. we're now we're like clear, like, Hey, this is an exchange for this, this, this. And mm-hmm. like, then if they agreed. Oh man. Normally, where do you target? Do you target like hundred thousand follower people or? I actually target like five to 15,000. Okay. Because the people who have more than that, a lot of the times it's more than just Tampa followers, right? The ones that are like five to 15 are still growing their accounts. So they're more likely to agree, more likely to do more for you for less. And then they're, circle is big enough here in Tampa. They have a lot of Tampa friends that they can tell you about the ones that are like hundreds of thousands. It's like, there's no really big benefit. We found the best with the ones from five to 15 so far. They've been the nicest, the most like appreciative of it. They become patients. They tell all their friends, they do the best reels, the best stories. And that's kind of what I don't get a lot of staff of like, well, it's not a paid collaboration. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a I don't know. I'd feel like, oh my gosh, what a way, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. But uh, no, I get you. That that makes a lot of sense. Awesome. So then how many new patients are you getting right now mostly? We average like 35 to 45 um, from that. So a lot of friends come and see me, which is nice, but that's about what I'm averaging. Dance community? I do a dance called West Coast Swing. So I do it socially and competitively. And yeah, it's global. And so I go twice a week and do like social dancing. And then I go monthly to like competition type of thing. There's a huge community here for it. And it's very well off people. (laughs) It's not a cheap hobby. And so um, it's kind of a nice thing to all those people have been wanting to be patients. Interesting. Okay. Okay. We're going to have to Google somebody. One of the listeners, Google Danica and be like swing dancing. And yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, on, I'm not like that good. I've been doing it for like five, six years. So I'm like advanced level, but that's like level three of five. But um, it's fun. It's a really good like stress reliever. And I really like just kind of moving and grooving. Also, cool. my husband is like super social and like he's my little social butterfly. I'm a little bit more introverted and he will like, no kidding, go to these women's group events and just thrive and like make best friends and be like, all right, I got you. Like he's been a great referral source as well. Yeah. You tell him, go fly, go fly. Go, yeah. Go, yeah, literally. yeah. That's awesome. So then what systems right now would you say are unique in your practice that you're like, I love the systems we've created so far? Just the whole, everybody is on the same page with everything. So we do morning huddles every morning about every single patient. So there's never a point where a patient leaves the back office to come up to the front to see someone new. And that person does not know what we just did and what we plan on doing next. 
So everyone is very think with that. At least that's the idea. We're doing pretty good at it. We're still getting there. Yeah. That's one thing that I feel like is unique and patients really appreciate. I'm trying to think of other things unique wise. I think we just, we do a really good job of like, because we're not insurance driven, it's not like, okay, every new patient, it has to be this or this. We're very accommodating to what patients are looking for and just price things different based off of that. So we can be a little bit more selective and flexible with how we bring new patients in, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, you can customize everything basically, right? Yes. Which patients just so appreciate and they're really not frustrated coming in. They're not frustrated leaving. I will say because we're fee for service, one thing that we do that I feel like has been really important that my hygienist thought of that I'm really happy she did is Every patient, the minute they're sat back in the room, is told exactly how much is owed for the day. So that way, there's never any surprises. You always go over treatment plans, but those get forgotten, and then they Mm -hmm. schedule treatment. And so one thing we do is we have these route slips that are morning huddles we go through, and then it follows the patient throughout the office. So there's never any question about anything. And the patient's always told, this is how much you're going to owe for today. And so there's never any awkwardness after the appointment. It's just, oh, I didn't expect that. Then guess what? We just don't do as much that day. That has helped tremendously with patients feeling comfortable throughout treatment and after treatment. So you let them know beforehand. Yep. Yeah. Uh Um, We also like my staff is trained to, you know, if we're doing a lower left tooth and there's another tooth next to it that needs it mentioning to the patient, hey, also while you're numb and isolated with rubber dam on, do you want to just do this tooth? It's this much money as well. And so they're also trained to like mention that at the beginning in case the patient ends up like they forgot and they're like, oh, well, yeah, let's just do that then as well. Yeah, that's good. That's like a little mini, I mean, not a mini, but like it's an upsell kind of thing, but at the same time, it needs to be done. Right. Right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So I like that mentioning at the beginning of the the whole appointment, you know what I mean? That way they're not cut off guard or they're like, you're yeah. trying to, I knew it, you know, they're more at ease and then you can over deliver at the same yeah. time. Interesting. Okay. So then right now, I guess from the moment you decided, let's talk about from the moment you decided to leave, right? The Air Force and then all the way till today. What's been some of your biggest struggles or fails or pitfalls? Building the office for sure. The construction legally per my settlement. I'm not allowed to talk about my construction company, but that should be a good enough statement alone. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Let's just say I was the GC. So my mom, my mom and I designed the office. She like moved down here for like six months and helped me design it. It went from a three month build out to like a seven month build out. That was a big struggle, honestly, like just trying to make sure everything was built the way we wanted it. I think that I felt so like I needed to be so in charge and so on top of everything. And as much as I love doing that, that was really hard for me. So, I mean, it turned out exactly the way I wanted it, which is good. But being that involved in it was very difficult without having the proper help for that. I think that part of my like downfall with things is just stress. And I, I really can't take my mind off of work. I come home and my poor husband has to listen to everything about work. Luckily, he's super supportive. But like, if I had somebody different, they'd be like, can you just like yeah, stop yeah. talking about work? I wish I would have taken like a little bit more time for myself to like help do stress relief. 
And I didn't do a lot of that. And I had a like lot of medical complications last year because of stress. And so that's kind of been like the biggest thing. But honestly, it's all been worth it. And I'm happy now. And yeah, no. So man, Danica, it sounds like there was a ton of stress. Was a lot of the stress because of the the construction part or oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I know we can't really talk about the settlement, but can you, I guess, give us a range of like, well, we got what we wanted kind of thing or more of what we wanted or you guys did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got a cheap build out. Let's just say that. Yeah. Wow. So there was yeah. a bunch of headache going on with that then. So hundred yeah. percent, that was the stress right there. Yes. hundred percent. So like, for example, I guess, I think this is okay to say, but like plans, right? So from architecture to design to then, here's one good example. We designed our cabinets to all be floating. So plumbing into cabinets needs to come up through the walls, right? And for about two months, because I didn't notice this, two months when my mom was gone for her anniversary and then she came back and right before the walls and the floors were going to go in, she walked into the office and immediately was like, why is the plumbing coming up from the floor? And it had been like that forever. And so then timelines got pushed back. We had asked multiple times like, hey, you sure you have the updated floor plan? You sure you have the updated floor plan? Yes, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden, I got told I'd get walkthroughs, never got walkthroughs. Framing went up, all wrong. They had the wrong floor plan. Like it was just a lot of like delay because nothing was going that way. There was no site manager. So the people, the subs were just doing whatever the heck they wanted. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so my mom moved down here with me and we took over doing wow. there every day. We did all of our own tiling. We did all of the, my front wall, all the wings, but while we did, my mom is an interior designer and does tiling. And so we have like two huge walls of tile plus two huge half walls of tile, like complicated tile that took us weeks to do. And um, so we did all that ourselves. We built some of the walls. I learned to drywall. I learned frame. I learned to put it up and paint and all this stuff. And so mm-hmm. I helped the subs move things along. It's kind of fun. I learned to do a lot of things, but um, I was there every single day for six, seven months. Wow, man. Halfway through the tile process, were you like, I don't even care anymore. I just put up a wall. It doesn't matter. Or were you still dedicated to it? I was still dedicated to it, but yeah, there's a lot of like, mom, can you just like be quiet? <laughs> <laughs> Just leave it alone, mom. Just leave, no, yeah. I get you. But you know what? Throughout this whole, I guess, time we've been talking, your mom's been coming up a lot. And so she really wants you to, you know what I mean? Like, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm oh, here. Yeah. And it's so good to be like, even I know 100% you, you can do it, right? But it's so good to be like, just in case, my mom, you know? Yeah. There was a lot of times where like my marketing, my GC, everybody, I'd be like, hey, my mom's going to join in on this conversation and join in on this zoom call and they were like <laughs> what the heck and then <laughs> by the end of it like she knew that design and now she designed every cabinet every floor paint color everything she designed my office from the ground up other than the murals I had designed but so she was in on that project and knew let me tell you what we know how to build a dental office yeah. <laughs> it would not be anywhere near what it looks like or what it is like without her so i was really thankful for her to help me out awesome danica so one of the last questions i want to ask you is what's a piece of advice that you've received that you'd like to give to our listeners 
who maybe are in the process, going through the process or thinking about that process? So if you're if you're thinking about like a fee for service startup, it's definitely doable. There's a lot of people who can tell you it's not, but a couple like pieces of advice would be don't just expect patients to come in. You're going to have to do some ground marketing yourself, you know, walking around with flyers, meeting people, doing all the things, get social, build up your social media first. Don't do it when you're open, like build up your social media first. It's such a great marketing tool. And if you have more followers, people are more likely to come see you and see your reels and see your ads. So do that first, build it up. Don't be scared to look a little silly on Instagram. It's kind of fun, actually. And know like what your vision is, what type of patients you want. Like I had two specific patients in mind that were my ideal patients and I built a whole story around them. And that's how I sort of built my office was around that. And it's been consistently showing that it's working. I mean, I was in the black, is that what it's called? In the black where you start making money month two. So like I did very well just from having these ideas and plans beforehand and being so hands-on. And so it's not an easy thing to do, but it's definitely doable. Nice. Awesome, Danica. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. But before we say goodbye, can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yeah. So Instagram's a good one. Flossology with an IE or Dr. Danica is my personal one. I don't have as many followers, but still find more for my personal life. Anybody can reach out to me through um, Instagram or email or our website, glossology.com, or I'm happy to give my cell number too if anyone has any questions. Awesome. So guys, that's all going to be in the show notes below. Danica, thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure and we'll hear from you soon. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode. And Danica, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast. We appreciate you. If you guys want, go in the show notes below. Um, reach out to her, click on her links, or you can join the free Facebook group, The Dental Marketer Society. And in there, uh, you can talk with any of our guests that you've been listening to on the podcast or myself or our team or any other of our listeners in there and engage in the conversation. So definitely go ahead and join the free Facebook group. And at the same time, don't forget, guys, Oryx is giving you an amazing deal. Click the first link in the show notes below and schedule a free personalized demo. And if you're a startup, Check out this limited time offer. Oryx won't charge you a penny until you've reached 200 active patients. That means Oryx is free. It's free until they know you're succeeding. But first, go check them out. Click the first link in the show notes below to schedule your free demo. This is a deal just for you, especially if you're looking for a new practice management software, if you want to be cloud-based, if you want an all-in-one cloud-based practice management software that's robust, that's amazing, that's unique, Click on the first link in the show notes below to schedule that demo and get this deal. The quote for this episode, it's from the book Deep Work by Cal Newport. And the quote is, flow, which is deep work, is more meaningful and enjoyable than free time. Free time is unstructured and requires much greater effort to be shaped into something that can be enjoyed. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you in the next episode. 